um, he must have been tempted to get angry. <laughs> he must have been tempted to get angry. But I know I, I, I have a feeling that you probably have gotten angry when that's happened to you. And I certainly know I have. Welcome to our Unveiled Faces. I am creator and host Rosie Leonore, and I'm here to help you find strength and inspiration in your daily spiritual restoration journey with God. Welcome back to another episode of our Unveiled Faces. I'm Rosie Leonore, your host, and I come here every week to encourage your faith, to help you in my reflections, to encourage your walk with God. Today, I want to dig deep into John chapter 19, and I want to look at the crucifixion of Jesus. It is so hard to do to go through the crucifixion of Jesus in just 10 minutes or less, which is really what my podcasts and episodes do. Um, but I will do my best to have like some highlights and really just uh, kind of focus in on the things that I get out of the scripture. As we're coming out of the weekend of Thanksgiving, uh, I want to continue with having a heart of thanks and never just only doing it on Thanksgiving, but continuing, especially through the rest of this year, to reflect on gratitude, especially as we go into the coming new year. In the crucifixion of Jesus, I'm going to start in verse uh, 16. It says, finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be cru crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his own cross. He went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross and it read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. The sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, I have what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them with the, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's divide, let's decide by lot who will get it. This happens so that the scripture might be fulfilled that said they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing there, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Later, Knowing that everything had now been finished and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked the sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Pilate had a notice prepared. It said, King of the Jews. Interesting how he chose that, right? Uh, Jesus had told Pilate in his interaction uh, that my kingdom is not of this earth. So I guess Pilate maybe had in his mind, well, he's a king of whatever other spiritual place he's from. I don't know what Pilate was thinking, but I remember that did happen in an earlier conversation. 
And maybe it was to mock him. Maybe it was to make a point. I don't know what, you know, I can't sit here and say how, why Pilate chose that, but certainly was not, did not make um, the, the religious leaders very happy. They didn't want that, but he kept it because he's like, I wrote what I wrote and that's it. So I thought about it, I was like, that's interesting. Um, but going into where the soldiers were mocking Jesus, were they, well, they were dividing lot, uh, their, the lot. So they were casting lot, like, you know, dividing the lot, the, the garments. And this was so that the scripture can be fulfilled. They divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. And this is from Psalm 22, 18. So this is a prophecy. So again, you see prophecy everywhere here in the New Testament. But I think about like, how was Jesus feeling when he was seeing the soldiers mock him that way and treating, treating him like that, treating just his clothes like that? Like, I don't know, you know, that, that just was so messed up because um, here are these Roman soldiers, they don't know what they're doing. Jesus clearly says later on, he's like, forgive them for, they do not know what they're doing. This is in another gospel where he says that Jesus has so much grace, but I look at the, I look at what the Roman soldiers did. And we, we often look at the, the, the cross and we think, oh, the religious leaders, the religious leaders, the Jewish, the Jewish, and yeah, sure. They, they had a big part to play in this, but the Roman soldiers um, also, they were, you know, so there were these religious people who did not believe that Jesus was the son of God. And certainly the Roman soldiers also did not believe that Jesus was the son of God, but they, they all treated him in a mocking way. They all disrespected Jesus and the disrespect of Jesus. Um, I mean, I just think about like me, like if someone was teasing me um, or mocking me and maybe, you know, I've had that happen, you know, mostly teasing people, teasing um, nothing in like bad spirits, but if you've had that happen to you, how does that feel? Like, how, how did you feel? Or how would you feel if someone mocked you like that? Or if someone, you know, um, bet on your clothes? Like, I mean, just how embarrassing is that? You know, garments were very important back then. You don't just, you know, garments were like a covering. It's not like now where you, you know, people just kind of wear, if you're, it's the summertime, you wear almost nothing. Like, it's not like that. So I just think about that. I think about the mocking that Jesus went through. And this is where, this is what I see mostly in John 19 in this part of the crucifixion. How would you feel if you've been mocked? How do you feel when you, when you've been teased? Maybe you were younger or maybe you're older, or maybe, you know, you don't get, you get criticism. Maybe you get criticism from people that you love or don't care for. I think the criticism that you get from people you love um, probably hurts more. But when you get any kind of criticism or mocking, it doesn't feel very good. And that's what I got from this part of the crucifixion is the mocking, is um, the way that, that the Romans um, soldiers and even Pilate putting King of the Jews on his cross. That's also, to me, that was mocking too. I don't, and I don't know his intentions, but I, I feel like that was also a mockery um, that Jesus, the King of the Jews, and you put it on his cross where he's brutally being killed. Um, and so... This is my reflection for this week because there's so much you can get out of the cross. And if you go back and you read in Matthew, you go back, you read in Luke and, and Mark, um, they all have the account of the cross. Um, and each one has, um, for the most part, they share almost everything in common. Um, John makes this, uh, focuses on some points here and he doesn't go into it. He doesn't take too long to get into it. I think Matthew is um, a great way of getting really deep into all the specific events that happen in the cross. So if you want to do a deep study of the cross, go to Matthew. I, I highly recommend it towards the end of Matthew. 
that's a good place to be. But this is my reflection for this week. Um, think about how Jesus must have felt, you know? Um, how did he feel when he was being mocked, when he was um, being mocked by both Pilate and the Roman soldiers? How would you feel if you were mocked? This is the part that I, I don't know if we skip over or we just kind of run through and not really reflect on. It was just a, his physical, um, maybe we just think about his physical torture, but it was more than that. It was emotional. It was heart, you know, it was how do you, how do you feel? Because although Jesus um, is, was and is the son of God and all in one right God, Holy Spirit, um, the Trinity, he was in human form. And so the Bible says he was tempted in every single way. Um, he must have been tempted to get angry. <laughs> he must have been tempted to get angry. But I know I, I, I have a feeling that you probably have gotten angry when that's happened to you. And I certainly know I have. So uh, let's reflect on this this week. Let's continue our heart of gratitude for what Jesus did for you and me by dying, by going through all that, not just dying on the cross, which was already hard, like not just the death, all the sac all the suffering physically, but all the suffering emotionally as well. You are not alone. Jesus understands you. He understands when you go through feeling the way you do, especially when you're criticized, you're mocked. Um, understand that Jesus had a heart of grace and of forgiveness. So I pray that you can find in your heart and in, you know, to have the heart of forgiveness and grace um, when that's happened to you or if that's happened to you, because at the end of the day, we're called to be like Jesus. So I encourage you to resolve that in your hearts if you haven't done so. And again, continue your heart of gratitude this week. I hope and pray that this episode has encouraged your faith and that it encourages your week. And I will see you next time. Bye.